It's time for the 2 o'clock show. Featuring Matthew Clock, Tim Clock. Welcome back once again to the 2 o'clock show. We're glad that we could be together once again. This is episode 14, believe it or not, episode 14 of the 2 o'clock show. If this is your first time listening to the 2 o'clock show, uh, we welcome you. We're glad to spend this time with you. Uh, this is If this is not your first time listening to this program, then we are, we're amazed, actually. Today's program has been brought to you in part by Walt's Gym. Don't be a flabby wimp. Work off that gut from turkey and pie. Remember the 11th commandment, thou shalt not whine. And now it's time once again for Neville Pilkington. Space Cadet. As you may recall, last time, our intrepid explorers Biff and Neville Pilkington found themselves inside a space whale that ended up being a time machine built by Captain Hardbiscuit himself, and they ended up surrounded by potentially hostile ships. They decided to use their time machine and zip from where they were, they ended up 37.8 light years from where they were. Unfortunately, they ended up not far from a black hole. We are getting awfully close to that black hole, it would seem, but I, our, our space whale seems to be getting pulled closer and closer to it from what I can tell. Aye, squids, according to me panel here, it'd be saying that we're being drawn towards that black hole little by little, it would seem. Warning, HB2 is under extreme gravitational stress. How are we going to get away from a black hole? From what I understand, nothing can escape a black hole, not even, not even light. Hole integrity will be compromised in approximately four minutes. Well, Captain Hardbiscuit, can we, can we try to use your, your space whale again to zip out of here like we did last time? Well, Miss Wither, I don't think we can be doing that. It's too much pressure on the engines and... I think we might be end up making another black hole out in space here next to this one. Well, what can we do? Can we can we just use the thrusters to try to get away from, from this black hole? Oh, Captain, if I may interject, I believe before we reach the event horizon, the point where we can no longer escape from the black hole, but if we fly to the side rather than directly towards or away from the black hole, we might be able to slingshot around and escape its gravitational pull. Well, I think he's right. I, I think we don't have anything to lose at this point. It's either try to escape or just get sucked into a black hole, which would be rather unpleasant. All right, there you squids. Let's see if we can get this old whale past this black hole here. Okay, hold on to your gums there, mateys. Our intrepid explorers were eventually able to activate the thrusters fly around the black hole and achieve escape velocity at tremendous speed. It looks like we made it, son. I can't believe it. Your your idea worked. My hours of playing video game, I mean, of studying physics have finally paid off. You got yourself a right smart there lad there, Mr. Pilkington. Well, Wait, what's this? Something's coming up on the monitor here. I'm getting warnings. Warning. Ships entering local space. It looks like several ships. 
Captain Hardbiscuit, do you have a way of trying to hail these ships to see who it is? Well, it can be trying, matey. I, I can't guarantee it'll work, but let me, let me give it a whirl here. Hailing frequency open. Alas there, ye swabs, this be Captain Hardbiscuit. Who might Jews be? Incoming message. Oh, they don't sound particularly friendly, do they? It looks like an entire armada of alien ships. And more keep coming! Listen next time to Neville Pilkington, Space Cadet, to find out what happens to our intrepid explorers as they face an entire armada of alien ships. Today's episode has been brought to you in part by Duke's Boomerangs. Quality boomerangs guaranteed to come back if you know how to actually throw them properly. For when you want to play catch, but don't have any friends. We have a public service announcement on behalf of our program director, Obadiah Perkins. It seems that there is a meteor headed to the Earth, and it's due to hit within 24 hours. It's approximately the size of a city block. However, after going through our atmosphere, it'll probably only be about the size of a large bus. So there's no need to panic. And now, back to our program. And now for Sam's Bud, Private Eye. We find Sam in his office with his assistant, Pradio Groton. And so he says, what do you bring a cat to the golf course for? <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Yeah, a wee joke there, boss. Uh-huh, he's lucky that I can't find good help. Come in. Uh, hi, um, uh, is this Sam Spud's office? It depends on who's asking, buddy. Uh, I was referred to a Sam Spud by a doctor. What's your problem, sir? Well... It seems I, I have amnesia. Alright, how long? As long as I can remember. I... I heard you can find lost things. Things, yes. Mines? Mister, that's a different matter. I can't remember who I am, where I'm from, if I'm married, if, if I have kids, or anything. Well, I don't quite know how we can help you. This isn't exactly a missing persons case. You've got to help me. The doctor just called me John Doe and wished me good luck. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get Dr. Eustace Strottlemeyer in here. He has an office at the end of the hall. He's a good shrink. Associates will get your address. Uh, uh, just a moment, please. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, who, uh, who is it? Doc, it's Sam from down the hall. We've got an interesting. Well, I guess you could call him a patient. We could use your help. Okay, hang on a second. Let me open the door here. Oh, hello, hello there, Sam. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Well, a man came into our office saying that we need to help him find, well, I guess his identity, his, his memory. He's forgotten who he is. Yeah, I can't remember anything. If I'm married or, or where I live or what my name is or, or anything. 
Well, that seems to be my specialty, young man. Uh, let's let's go down to Sam's office and see if we can work this out. Well, after several minutes of questioning, I'm not getting much progress here. Well, why don't we drive around town and and search for anything that might be familiar that may bring back memories? I could be I could be driving there, Doc. You you and Sam and. And this young man here, we can all load in the car and then we, we'll drive around town and look for anything familiar. Well, we've been all over the city for hours now. You can't think of anyone who knows you? No friends, relative, co-workers? Not a soul. I hate to be sounding like a mercenary, but... We normally have to charge clients quite a bit for services with a hefty, non-refundable down payment cash advance. This is special though, Prati. I mean, the poor man doesn't even know who he is. Oh, it's okay. I can I can pay you up front now, and I have lots more when we get more information. And just how can you do this? I, I have a big stash of cash in my wallet. Your what? Hey, look. My driver's license. It says I'm Arthur Mazursky. Here's my address. Oh, Saints Preservus. Alright, well, let's find this house. The address looks familiar. I think it's in an area I recognize. Me too. That's, that's by Clancy's pool hall. Okay, let's, let's walk up here to the door, boss. We'll see if we can find out who, who this guy is and if he lives here. I'll, I'll knock on the door, boss. Artie, you idiot! You're alive! These guys are helping me. I've had amnesia for as long as I can remember. I sent it to the corner market for milk in January. But I couldn't remember who I was. And why didn't you look in your billfold, you mindless sack of potato peels? I just never thought to look. The night you disappeared, Bernie said you cleaned everybody's pockets at Clancy's pool hall. Then all the customers cleaned your clock for taking all their money. We figured you were dead. I don't recall any of that. Well, no kidding, Mr. Amnesia. We had an expensive funeral for you, and that wig wasn't cheap either. Sounds like our clue to be leaving, boss. Right you are, Prati. You folks needn't bother with the usual fees. Fees? Pay to find this missing idiot? I'd pay you to lose him again. He couldn't find water if he fell out of a boat. If brains were dynamite, he couldn't blow his nose. He's so stupid, he thinks a pig pen is something to write with. This program has been brought to you in part by Marvin's new and used spacecraft parts. This week's special, the personal handheld disintegrator. Just point it at your desired target and pull the trigger. And now it's time for Invention of the Week. Today's Invention of the Week is Marvin's personal handheld disintegrator. We've just got this in the mail and we're going to have Larry come over and demonstrate how it's used. Yes, hello everyone. Uh, this this uh, invention is a space age invention for self-defense. As you can see, uh, oh but you can't see, it's kind of silly of me. Um, just make sure you point it the right way. Then all you have to do is pull the trigger. Oh. Huh.
And now it is time for Riddle of the Week, brought to you by Thurston Soap. It gets you clean. Now here's today's Riddle of the Week. We're going to have people call in and see if they can guess the correct answer to our riddle. The prize today for answering our riddle correctly is a two-night, three-day stay at Larry's Motor Lodge in Siskiyoon, Pennsylvania. Okay, now it's time for this week's riddle. My spine is stiff. My color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. And as people call in, we'll see if we can get a correct answer to that riddle. My spine is stiff. My color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. Okay, let's go to line one. Welcome to Riddle of the Week. You have an answer for today's riddle? Uh, close. Uh, well, let's try next time. Let's try line two, line two. My spine is stiff, my color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. What am I? Your mother. Dang it, Larry. Ser seriously? Again? Wow. Okay, let's go to line three. Line three, welcome to the of the week. Do you know the answer to my spine is stiff, my color is pale, I have words, but I never speak? A dead horse? Uh, no, no, good guess, but uh, not quite, not quite. Okay, let's go to line four. Welcome to Riddle of the Week. My spine is stiff. My color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. What am I? Uh, an automobile? Um, not quite. Not quite. Uh, let's see. Let's go to line five. Welcome to Riddle of the Week. My spine is stiff. My color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. What am I? Uh, is this Louis Pizza? Seriously? Larry, you know what? Let's put this guy on hold and let Larry talk to him. I, this guy this guy calls like every time thinking it's Louis Pizza. I just, I don't understand this. Here, let's pass him through to Larry. Okay, line six. Riddle of the week. My spine is stiff, my color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. What am I? A really old mute? Uh, no, no, sorry. Try, try again next time. Okay, we have one last caller here. Let's hope somebody gets it right. Riddle of the week. My spine is stiff, my color is pale. I have words, but I never speak. What am I? Uh, a pork? Well, amazing. Amazing. Somebody actually got it right. It is a book. And we'll stay on the line. We'll have you talk with Larry about your trip that you won to the two-night, three-day stay at Larry's Motor Lodge in Siskiyoon, Pennsylvania. Larry's Motor Lodge. You don't suppose it's the same Larry, do you? Is there a Motor Lodge on the side? I don't know. How many Larrys can there be? I don't know. Today's episode has been brought to you partly by Culligan, Mulligan, O'Sullivan, and Chang, purveyors of fine Mexican food. And now it's time for Name That Sound. This is the show where we have callers guess that sound. The sound for this episode is... And already we have callers coming in even before the sound finished playing. We're going to line one now. Hello, welcome to Name That Sound on the 2 o'clock show. Do you have a guess as to what that sound was? Your mother. Okay, Larry, we're having a talk. Hello, what? <laughs> 
Okay, everyone, we're sorry about that. Um, back to Name That Sound. We're going to line two. Hello, and welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have a guess as to what that sound is? I think it's somebody having tea with biscuits. I'm afraid that's incorrect. Try again next time. And now going to line three. Hello, welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have a guess as to what that sound is? Sister Bernice, so just like her when she's eating breakfast. I'm afraid not, sir. Try again next time. And now going to line four. Hello, and welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have a guess as to what that sound is? Hey, isn't a puppy drowning in quicksand? Going to line five. Hello, welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have a guess as to what that sound is? Morty? What? Is this Morty? No, I'm afraid not. I think you have the wrong number, sir. But I, I called Morty. Is this Morty's garage? No, you have the wrong number, sir. Goodbye. Okay, we have just a few lines left. Going to the next one. Hello, and welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have any guesses as to what that sound could be? No, I'm afraid that's not the sound of a pig doing acrobatics, but good luck next time. Okay, going to the next caller. Hello, and welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have a guess what that sound is? I believe that is the sound of aliens in space. I'm afraid that's incorrect, sir. Good luck next time. Now this is our last caller. Hello, welcome to Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Do you have a guess as to what that sound is? Oh, I see. Back when I was a young lad, we were on the savannah and we heard an elephant laughing. And he sounded exactly like that. Well, that is quite remarkable, sir. You got it correct. You win a prize for getting it right, too. Your prize is survival lessons with one Joey Rock Puncher in the Australian Badlands for an entire year. And for you listeners, this has been Name That Sound on the Two O'Clock Show. Well, it looks like we have reached the end of another podcast. We thank you for joining us. Once again, if this is your first time, we thank you for making it through an entire podcast of ours. If it's not your first time, we we are utterly astonished and we are amazed that that you have stuck with us. And we do thank you for, for joining us. We We appreciate this time together. I don't thank you. It's a privilege to listen to us. True, true, in, in, <laughs> in some circles. Anyway, is that a helicopter I hear revving up? Yeah, Larry has a helicopter for us. I thought I thought Larry disintegrated himself. I mean, so did I. I asked him about it. He said he just got better. It's weird. Huh. You ever, you ever get the feeling that there's more than one Larry? Nah, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I guess we're going to head out to the parking lot and uh, fly off with Larry and his new helicopter and see where we go. So, we shall talk to you next time. Bye now. <laughs>